you're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9 a.m. And for those listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. each weekday. Um, I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and every Monday we have David Leo as our program mm. presenter with this series titled Encounters with Jesus. Welcome, David. Hi, Tabitha, and hi, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Thank you. How are you? Is it very cold um, down there at Devonport? Yes, it is cold. I'm, I'm rugged up. I've got all my, my gear on, and it's um, got the heater on, trying to stay warm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, yeah. What about yourself there in Hobart? Is it cold there? Oh, it is cold. I have the heater on in the studio. <laughs> you know, last week was not very cold, and I thought we were getting out of winter, but then boom, you know, no, from yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, there's lots of there was lots of snowing yesterday actually, and it rained a lot throughout the day. Yeah, but um, yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. At least we, yeah, <laughs> it's another day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so David, what did you get up to over the weekend? Um, well, we had church, church on Sabbath. I saw Jason. Jason was, uh, around our way. It was good to see Jason there. And it's, um, uh, good to chat to you this morning, Tabitha. Really refreshing hearing a, hearing a new voice. Um, uh, but yesterday, I suppose, you know, relevant to what we're talking about, um, my, my son's team in basketball, uh, they've been, they won a championship in Launceston. I think I mentioned that one time in one of our radio programs, and they've been winning ever since, you know. And yesterday, mm-hmm. they lost. Oh no! You know, and uh, it's you know, I think I think a loss is good when uh, when you're so familiar with winning. You know, you need to mm. to un- understand that uh, you, you win some, you lose some, and um, he uh, you know just talked talked about the importance of resilience and mm. uh, you know just just coming back and. Um, I say it's relevant because the title of today's talk is mm. the offensive play, mm. and one of the things I love about my son's team mm. is uh, in basketball. Uh, T- Tabitha, I don't know how much you know about basketball, any of our listeners. <laughs> but, I don't um, really know much, but <laughs> I understand how this ball is played. Yeah, so you know you got a, you got a ball and you got to try and get that ball into the other into the hoop. You know yeah. that's uh, that's, mm. that's the aim of the game. But uh, one of the things I really enjoyed when I played basketball, I really enjoyed defense. You know, I, I got a buzz out of people not being able to get to the hoop or stopping them from getting there. And, mm-hmm. uh, w- one of the great things about, um, my son's team is they got, they play a really good defensive play. Mm. And I, and I like watching it. But, uh, one of the problems is, mm-hmm. uh, you can become so good at defense, mm-hmm. um, but you got to try and get that ball in the other hoop. You know, mm. so if you don't have an offensive play, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. defense can only get you so far. I mean, de- defense is awesome, and uh, I want to talk about that this this morning as we um as we go into our, our talk and mark. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, and uh, did you want to review what we shared? La- what you shared last week? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's important. We um last week we looked at the storm. You know, Jesus in the storm with his um, disciples and how he said, peace be still, you know, just by, just by spoken word, mm. um, you know, the storm listened to him yeah. and it just showed that, you know, and it says that the disciples were exceedingly afraid after they realized that this person can tell the weather what to do. Mm. And so we, we learned from there that um, no matter what the circumstances that we're in, mm. Jesus is always with us. And, uh, and what, what we're going to go into today is that not only does God take care of the storms that are external in our lives, mm-hmm. the, the the story we're looking at now was the story of um, 
somebody that has a storm happening inside his life, mm. right? And so, G- and we're going to find out that Jesus can actually take care of the inner storms as well, yeah. which is which is amazing. Mm, you know, yeah. and, um, For sure, I wanna, yeah. yeah. And, and I want to talk about this because, and why I've called it the offensive play is what we're going to find out in, in um, today's story. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this. I, I, I haven't. Not- I don't know if you've noticed this, Tabitha, but when when a person when we're talking about, let's say you're at at, uh, at work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody's uh, somebody's left the heater on, mm-hmm. and you come come into work the next morning, and the boss wants to find out, you know, who left the heater on, mm-hmm. right? And you know it's not you, mm. and people are looking at you, Tabitha, mm-hmm. and the boss says, Tabitha, was that you that left the heater on? What's your What's your immediate response inside you? What's happening? What's What's the first thing to uh, I'll feel accused because, you know, I know I did not do it. And if all these people are looking at me, wh- what are you trying to say? Like, I did not do it. There's no evidence or there's nothing that suggests I did it. So yeah. I'm going to feel like I'm sort of betrayed, you know. Yeah. And what yeah. are you going to do? What are you going to do? I will say I did not do it. Yeah. I'll stand up for myself. And And would you feel good about it? Uh, I won't feel good. I won't mind the question. Like, I won't mind being asked if I did it. But if people are looking at me like I'm the one who did it, you know, that will, I won't feel good. But I'll stand up for myself. It doesn't feel good. Defend you know, myself, like, yeah. yeah qu- quite often, quite often we are put in these situations. And, you know, whether it's you or not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I suppose the point I'm trying to get to is that we, we are often defensive. Mm. You know, like it's it's important to protect. Like you said, I don't like the fact that I'm getting accused of something I didn't do, mm. and so I'm going to stand up for myself because you know the truth is you didn't do it. Yeah. But this this feeling of def- defensiveness mm. that others are attacking, others are attacking what you know belongs to me. You know, my dignity, my 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 family, my whatever, my beliefs. You know, my values. Mm-hmm. And when people attack, we play defense. Mm, that's right. right. Yeah, and uh, what what I want to talk about this this is to create the context. What we're going to look at is the the culture that Jesus lived in at that time. You mm. know, the the people that he belonged to, mm-hmm. uh, which were the Jews, the people of Israel. Uh, yeah, and, and God said He had chosen these people. Mm-hmm. He had given them. Um, he had told them this. He had given them specific ways to live, mm-hmm. specific ways to do things. And by the time you know, like. Centuries down the line, when Jesus comes, yeah. there's this really well-established idea on how things run. Mm. This is how you. This is how you be a Jew, right? Yeah. And when Jesus was there, these things that they developed, mm-hmm. they became defensive plays. It was we have to protect our Jewishness, mm. if that makes sense. <laughs> you know? And if we ever feel attacked, mm. this is how we protect ourselves. Yeah. And it got to such a point where. They said, um, to protect ourselves, let's make sure we stay in a specific area. Mm-hmm. Let's set some boundaries and, um, you know, let's just, let's just make the aim of our life, mm-hmm. uh, to not lose our Jewishness. Mm. Right. And that was very different to the mission that Jesus gave to his disciples. Yeah. That's very different to, um, when God made Adam and Eve and said, you know, be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. You know, go, Go forth and expand. And yet the idea now was let's just stay enclosed mm. and protect our identity and protect everything and our traditions, mm-hmm. protect what we stand for, 
and you know don't let that uh you know, don't don't let that get corrupted right mm. and yeah. mm-hmm. oh sorry type of thing gonna say something yeah, I was just wondering if we can pray before we continue. Or yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll read the uh, first part of the um, Bible, but we'll pray first. Let, yeah. let me say a prayer. Okay. Father in heaven, we're about to uh, hear your words yet again. Father, we thank you for the Bible. We ask, Lord, that as we hear it, that um, as you promised, that in hearing your word, our faith will increase. And so we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, and I just want to quickly remind our listeners of our studio number. It's zero four double eight double eight zero. 891. Uh, please save it on your phone so you can always have it handy. And feel free to text us your comments, any questions that you may have. Yes, to mm. to us and we'll be able to respond to you. Yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. so tell us mm. if you wouldn't mind reading. Um, this is the first half of the story, uh, but uh, just chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, please. Okay. Um, then they came to the other side of the sea. To the country of, or before I continue, um, I just want to say the title of the passage. It's a sure. demon possessed man healed. Mm. Um, then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come, sorry, did I get that right? Oh, I, I, I was having a guess too, but it sounds good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and when he had come out of the boat, immediately, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him not even with chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces neither could could anyone tame him Mm. and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I done? What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you, I, I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out, come out of the man and clean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion. For we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly, and he would not send that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd, herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. Mm. Yeah, looking forward to how we'll both start getting into this um, after our song. <laughs> okay, we are going um, into a fast break, and for this fast song, it's called "The Great I Am" by Amy Sherry. power he displayed miracle maker life changer not constrained to limitations we say he transcends time but don't believe he's here and now enclosed in dusty history books or in the future God is alive today, living here and now. 
waiting to release his power, working in our world today. Not just a has been or a will be, but the great I am. Bowing on bending knee, we say he transcends time, but don't believe he's here and now. Enclosed in dusty history books, or in the future. Just a has been or a will be, but the great I am, the great I am is the great I am. And God is alive today, living here and now, waiting to release His power, working in our Just a has been or a will be, but the great I am, the great I am, the great I am, the great I am. The great I am by Amy Cherry. Uh, this song is talking about the power of God. God is. God's power is waiting to work through those who are willing to let him. Mm. Um, you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo, and his title today is The Offensive Play. And um, just before we continue, I want to mention today's offer. It's, it's a book called Life Without Limits. Um, we'll be able to give the code later to you um, after the second break. Uh, but... You can still text any comments or questions to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, David, before we went for a break, uh, I read a couple of verses about this demon possessed man. Uh, what else do you have to share? Yeah, I think you, you've just. I wanted to read that part because it sets the scene yeah. of how this all plays out. And one of the things that we first read is that he came to the other side of the sea. Yeah. All right. And it's a, it's important to understand that. Uh, oh, well, there's a few things here. I'll, I'll read. So the other thing is he um, he's on the other side of the sea. The Bible says that he comes and meets a man mm-hmm. who lives among the tomb. Yeah. And has an unclean spirit. Mm-hmm. And we also learn that he uh, that in this place that he's living at, um, he's visiting. Sorry, um, there are pigs that are that are being farmed. Right. There's a farm of pigs there. And um, what we what we see here, and the, and the reason why it's important to see this setting is because there's this thing that God had taught the Jews, which which is really important in the Jewish life, even today. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite impressive um, the way that that Jews keep 
uh, things, you know, the understanding of clean mm-hmm. and unclean. You know, the, uh, when it comes to things like uh, their furniture and their cutler, even their cutlery, mm-hmm. it's amazing how they um, make sure that it's clean to a particular to a particular level. Yeah. But yeah, there were things that you couldn't do. There were things like um, there were clean and unclean foods that was mentioned in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, pigs were unclean. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a law that said that if you touched any corpse, any any dead body, mm-hmm. you were then unclean. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there was there was if you look at the book of Leviticus, there was all these things that just distinguish between clean and unclean. Mm-hmm. And if you were deemed unclean, mm-hmm. well then you had to go through the the washing, the purity washing. You had to purify yourself again. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they would. Um, there was a particular type of way to bathe, and you'd go to the temple, mm-hmm. and you'd go through the 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 purity law. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the one of the you know you can imagine uh, in Leviticus it talks about um, for a woman, mm-hmm. you know, after the after the cycle they have to go through this purity um, cl- uh, cleansing according to the the laws that were given in the Old Testament. So this is something that was really familiar to women. In fact. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to digress really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, there's a story, a famous story in, in, in the Old Testament where Bathsheba is bathing. Um, the, it actually it actually has an, a reference to, you know, the, the Hebrew word could reference the fact that she was doing a, a bathing in the temple. Mm. You know, so it, it was something that the Jewish people were really familiar with. They knew that if you became unclean, if there was a, you know, if there was mold in your house and that was deemed unclean, then you had to go through the purity cleansing. Yeah. Right. So the closer you are to the uh, the temple, the more convenient it is that you could you know go through the the the, the cleansing or wherever there is a, a somewhere you could bathe, where there, there is a there is a place of worship where you can do that. And uh, you can imagine how inconvenient there would be too. And so, <laughs> if, if you're a Jew, Tabitha, could you imagine? If you if you knew the word of clean and unclean, mm-hmm. every day you woke up, what would be one of the first goals for you to make sure that you get through the day without doing? Is to stay clean. So <laughs> stay, stay away clean. from the unclean <laughs> Correct. things here. You stay away from anything unclean. In yeah. fact, we've covered in our show before, um, lepers, you know, people that had le- leprosy. Yeah. They had to cry out from far away when they were people, mm-hmm. uh, leper, leper, I'm a leper. That was to make sure that people that, that were clean mm-hmm. didn't become unclean, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. So, yeah, you're right. Every day you woke up thinking, okay, how can I avoid being unclean? unclean. Yeah. Now, you think about that. That's a defensive, that's a defensive mechanism, mm. right? That's a defensive mentality. I have to make sure that I've got to stay unclean and stay, I've got to remain clean mm-hmm. and stay away from anything unclean. Now, what, do you think there's anything wrong with that? Tabitha? Um, for anything wrong with uh, being unclean? Yeah. Anything wrong with trying to stay clean? No, no, because, you know, because the laws, I understand the laws were very strict. So if I am unclean, then I become an outcast, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, me wanting to stay clean, I don't really feel like there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm with you as well. You yeah. know? And I think... I think when there is a, um, you know, when there's a good motive and a good intention, yeah, you know, it, that's a great thing. Yeah. But what what it became, it got to the point that mm-hmm. if you were unclean, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You weren't even identified as a Jew, right? <laughs> you, you better do the right thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, Make sure you, um, yeah. And so it was a, or the tradition became so, so massive. And the, and I want to bring this up because mm-hmm. one of the traditions that started to come through was, mm-hmm. uh, the temple, you know, the temple of God was basically the center of the universe mm-hmm. for the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. You know, they were told that this is a place that God asked, make me a sanctuary so that I may dwell among them. Mm-hmm. And so they, they believe God, um, you know, this was a living place. This is where God dwelt. Mm-hmm. And wherever God dwells, that's the center of the universe. That is, mm-hmm. that is the most important place to be, right? Yes. And so the closer you are to the center of the, the closer you are to God, mm-hmm. the more cleaner you are, mm. right? The yeah. more, powerful you are mm-hmm. and one of the first things the bible tells us is jesus went to the other side mm-hmm. of the sea mm-hmm. and you'll find out too we'll read later on in, in verse 20 mm-hmm. it talks about the decapolis so the Gerardines that we just talked about it's part of a decapolis decapolis meaning city of uh place of 10 cities oh. you know mm-hmm. and that's a greek word decapolis mm-hmm. metropolis you know all these are greek words mm-hmm. so he actually went to a place that wasn't Jewish, yeah. but was Hellenistic. It was Greek. You know, it was a Greek place. Mm. Now, you talk about Greeks with the Jews. Mm-hmm. Are Greeks clean or unclean? I am not sure. <laughs> they are ref- yeah, the, the Jews refer to them as Gentiles. Oh, yeah. Gentiles. If they re- refer to them as Gentiles, then they mean they're unclean. They're unclean. Yeah. Stay away from the Gentiles. Stay away from their land. Mm. So not only has so now Jesus has gone far away from the temple with his disciples, and he stepped on mm-hmm. Greek land, right? Mm. So, so he went to an unclean place. He's gone to an unclean place. Yeah. So you know he he already has to perform a ceremony to be clean, right? And the second thing that we see see here is the Bible teaches in Numbers it says that if you touch a dead body, then you are deemed unclean. Unclean, yeah. And the Bible says this man with the, that was demon possessed, mm-hmm. he rushes up to Jesus. Mm. And Jesus, the Bible says Jesus didn't run away. Jesus stayed there. Yes, he did, yeah. So now he's in front of a man who lives among the tombs, dead bodies. And so now he's even more unclean. Yeah. Right. Mm. And we find out. Then even environment further, is unclean. That's right, yeah. and then we've got we've got the pigs that that have been found there, and they are unclean animals. Oh, yeah, right. I get the picture. <laughs> You're getting the picture, right? Yeah. And the Bible mentions that this man has an unclean spirit. So, hmm. in 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 the for the Jewish mind reading this, and this is why I think it's important to appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that appreciates the purity laws mm-hmm. and the clean and unclean, when they read this, they're like, "Oh, this is absolutely filthy." Mm. You know, this <laughs> Jesus has has gone to a place where he's going to get dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's this guy's going to need a lot of help. He's going to have to come to the temple and uh, mm-hmm. you know do a lot of work here. And this man with the unclean spirit, you know, you you got to you got to feel for him. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus has come for this man. Mm-hmm. This man, we can see here. It says in uh, verse five, and always night and day. He mm-hmm. was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with, with stones. stones. Yeah. He's been tortured. Mm. You know, he's he's feeling tortured, and I can tell you, Tabitha, even even today, mm-hmm. um, I know that people have these inner storms even now. Mm. You know, they they feel this. They can probably relate to what this man is going through. 
Mm. Uh, I suppose that the hard part, and I won't get, get into it too much, is, mm-hmm. um, and I've had people ask, David, what's, what's with these demons? You know, what's that about? Because Hollywood has done a really good job of explaining demons to the, the, the popular, <laughs> the popular notion of this, uh, you know, of, of what he looks like. But I, I want to make a point here that mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting that we don't see these demons a lot, that we don't see them talking or engaging with people a lot in the Old Testament. But as soon as Jesus steps in the scene, mm-hmm. they start coming out of the woodworks. Mm. Right? That's There's right. something about Jesus. When Jesus, when Jesus is uh, present, mm. the demons shake mm. and they come out. Yeah. You know? And it, as I, I suppose today when um, there's a... There's a the way we think in the modern world, you know, there's a, it could be challenged. They said, oh, there's no, there's no demons. It's just a philosophical and a psychological um, ideas. You know, they, I suppose people like psychology, when it comes to psychology, people like um, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung have, have made it a popular notion that um, the, the evil thoughts we have or the bad thoughts we have or the things that we suffer from mm-hmm. is from our own doing. Mm-hmm. And so, my, me personally, I think the demons love that. I think Satan loves that because it gives them a backseat and go, oh, I'll just let them think that they're doing it to themselves. Mm-hmm. But I, I tell you, the demons are still at play today. You know, they're still trying to um, haunt our thoughts and still doing the same thing. And the only person that we can turn to to, to get rid of them mm-hmm. <laughs> is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Where we think we, got to, we have to be defensive mm-hmm. and where the Jews think they have to play defensive, mm-hmm. Jesus is playing this offensive play they're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Who's gonna? Who, who who goes and intentionally becomes unclean? And I'll tell you who it is. Mm. It's a God that is willing to become a human being in order to save us. Amen. He would step out of heaven to come to earth and feel what we feel in order to say, "I have a greater plan for you." And we're going to find out in the next segment mm-hmm. what happens next. <laughs> okay, so it's time to go for a break. So I assume we will read the next part of the scripture after the break. Absolutely, yes. All right. I just before we go for a break, I just want to mention the um, the book f- that we're going to give away today. Um, it's called Life Without Limits, and that is by Clifford Goldstein. Um, how would you How would you live differently if you knew that there was more to life than what you were seeing? Mm. Something wonderful was waiting for you on the road of of life. You are not You are not on this journey by chance, but for a special purpose. If you knew these things were true, would you live safe and defeated or would you set out to live a larger life? And that is a life without limits. We'll talk. I will say a bit more about this book after the break. And for this, our next song, it's called A New Creation by Carly Fletcher. Change yours too 
Listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and today we have David Leo with us. And David has been talking about the offensive play. And before we went for a break, uh, David, we read about this man who was demon possessed, and um, also you talked about the unclean laws uh, that the Jews mm. had. And just before we went for a break, we learned that Jesus went to this unclean place, and he was having an, an interaction with an unclean person, this uh, man who was demon-possessed. So, David, I want to ask you a question. Um, when you're talking about offensive play, do you mean to say that Jesus is intentionally expanding the message of his kingdom? Absolutely. You know, that's um, that's one of the things he kept on saying. He, he, when he was on earth, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like, and this is what he was teaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned before that Adam and Eve, when he gave them the, when he created them and said, be fruitful and multiply, hmm. you know. And he, he said um, to the disciples when he left, you know, go ye therefore and mm-hmm. teach all nations, all nations. Mm. Right? It, it wasn't about um, it wasn't about staying within a cocoon and protecting yourself, protecting your identity and value. He's actually asking us to step out. And Jesus, Jesus models this. Mm-hmm. Jesus models and stepping into an unclean area, stepping into uh, being face to face and encountering um, this man that of unclean with an unclean spirit mm-hmm. and it's an area where uh, the the pigs are being farmed. Mm-hmm. And so he he's 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 demonstrating this story mm-hmm. 
I'm stepping into an unclean area and anybody would think, oh, you know, poor you're Jesus. Now. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're under you're you're overwhelmed by uncleanliness. Yeah. You know? You 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 could possibly be overwhelmed by the legion, you know, the legion of demons and a legion in the um in the Roman mm. Roman military terms, you know, a legion could be one thousand. Uh, some some would say three thousand to five thousand or something. I read back in a commentary. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a whole heap of demons and this one Jesus, mm. right? And he's saying to them, "I'm coming to attack you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming here. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming as a one M or one man army, mm-hmm. and I'm coming to you know. And, and all this legion is a, they're afraid of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, they so, even recognized Jesus. This told they talk they refer to him as son of god but good pickup yeah. you know it's it's interesting in the book of mark mm. <laughs> where jesus is saying uh, you know don't tell anyone you know like I, I need to keep on doing my ministry yeah it's the demons that are exposing him mm-hmm. and people that that um he heals <laughs> 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 and so and so the demons know who he is and this is what i mean mm. you know they're, they're quiet these demons are quiet we don't hear much about them in in the old testament Mm. Uh, but when Jesus is on the scene, mm-hmm. then you start hearing about them. In the early church, mm-hmm. you start hearing about them because the early church disciples, you know, like they were they were uh, walking in Jesus' name and proclaiming him just as Jesus told them to. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you you think about it, you wonder if people are proclaiming and representing Jesus now. Mm-hmm. They come out of the woodworks, mm. right? And, uh, but we'll read we'll read the next part to this, to this Bible, and you'll see what happens. When Jesus attacks. <laughs> okay, so I'm reading from verse 12 to 20. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And they had run violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it, wa- what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it had happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Mm. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Yeah, amazing. So, we we go to the second half of the story mm-hmm. and where everything was unclean, where mm-hmm. Jesus should have been unclean, mm-hmm. what do we find? Cleanliness. We find that instead of him becoming unclean, mm-hmm. the place where he steps sets foot, mm-hmm. the unclean becomes clean. Clean, yes. So we, we start seeing this new concept. You know, uh, I, I talked about it in John before, but I'll remind in case some, some listeners today um May, may not have listened before mm-hmm. uh, for those who that did hear about me talking about the temple and the replacement theme mm-hmm. Jesus trying to say that I I am I am the meaning of the temple mm-hmm. you know? when, when you come to the temple to get purified mm-hmm. 
you know, that, that's, that's all about me. And now he's showing mm-hmm. that the temple, you don't have to go to the temple all the time. Mm-hmm. Where I, everywhere I set foot, when people encounter me, when you engage with me, mm-hmm. where things were unclean, let me touch you and deal with you and you will become clean. Yeah. All right. And so you find he's in, he's in an area where there were, um, yeah, there were a herd of pigs, 2000 mm-hmm. according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And now they're not there. Yeah. The, the unclean Good animals child. are no longer in existence, right? Mm. You've got this man that has an unclean spirit. He is no longer. He's healed. He's made. He's healed. Yeah. He's in his right mind. Mm. And you, you have this decapolis, which is Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culture is Greek. Yeah. And you find out that Jesus says to this man, you go around decapolis and you talk about what happened to you. Mm. So there's this, there's this understanding. You, get, you understand from this that people in Decapolis knew about this man. Mm-hmm. And now he's about to go and testify mm-hmm. and say, I'm no longer that guy. Mm. Right? Mm. But the response you see from the people mm-hmm. involved that live in this unclean way, mm. right? what's their response? Well, how do they treat Jesus? They asked him to leave the region. They asked him to leave. Right? Uh, I wonder if that's because of fear or I don't understand why they would ask him to leave. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, he's well, done something good. Well, well, let's think against that. You can imagine, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's, poss- it's possible that um, there, there, were, there were Jews, there were Hellenistic Jews. Mm-hmm. These Jews chose to live the way of the Greeks. They didn't like the, the Jewish laws. They didn't want to live that way. Uh, right? okay. um, it's possible that the farm, the ones that were farming the, the pigs, Mm-hmm. We're Jews. It's mm-hmm. possible, right? I'm, I'm, I'm being, um, I'm just uh, making an what's, assumption. What's the word? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, because it was still a place where Jews lived, you know, there were still Jews there. And it's possible that they were doing this to feed the Roman army because hmm. they they celebrate when they when the Roman army celebrate pigs was like a uh, it was a luxury, you know, it was or something to to be. Oh man, we're really having a celebration, mm-hmm. and. What's happening here is if you're farming, this mm. is your livelihood. Yeah. This is this is the way, you know, this is this is where you get your money from. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus comes to start the offensive play, mm-hmm. they see that as an attack on the way they live. Mm. Now, the question I want to ask Tabitha, mm-hmm. is it possible that we are so caught up with our livelihood that we don't notice the people that are suffering that Jesus could heal? 100%. I can it still say, happens, right? Yeah, it does happen a lot because you you find that everyone, I can say, I'm just making a generaliza- generalization, but you mm-hmm. find everyone has their own struggles Absolutely. to a point where they're so focused on their own struggles that they don't see someone who is next to them who needs their help. Yeah. Or maybe they just feel like they don't have the capacity to help them. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, when, I, I can tell you when Jesus when Jesus begins when Jesus does what he does, it shakes up the whole. It's not just the individual; mm. it shakes up the family, it shakes up the friends, and it can shake up your livelihood. Mm. Right, but uh, you know, one one point we need to make here is mm-hmm. where Jesus sets foot, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, he, he's he, yeah. He, wherever he walks, mm-hmm. whatever's unclean is mm-hmm. going to be clean because we're talking about Jesus here. <laughs> 
That's right. Um, yeah. So we are about to go to our next break, and I just want to remind our listeners that they can text any questions or comments uh, regarding today's study to zero four double eight double double eight zero eight nine one. And um, so for this next song, it's called "You Don't Have to Bear Your Burdens Alone," and that is by Jessica King. Mm. Don't have to bear your burdens alone, by mm. Jessica King. This you don't have to bear your burdens alone because there's someone who cares. There's someone you can talk to, someone who can listen to you, and help you sort out your burdens. Um. So before we went for a break, uh, I mentioned we mentioned that I was going to give you the code for to today's offer, and this book, uh, Life Without Limits. 
Clifford Goldstein takes on some of life's biggest questions and offers some answers that will change how you view and live your life. With a fascinating mixture of faith and logic, he seeks out the truth on such matters as the meaning of life, where we came from, the laws that protect us from pain, and why we can believe in a promising future. So we're still talking to David Leo, and um, his topic is offensive play. David, uh, did you want to share a testimony that yeah, will yeah. Be re- that we can relate to today's sh- program? Yeah, I think um, you know I, uh, I I think about uh, the story, and the main takeaway point I want the listeners to, to go away with is realizing that. Um, you know, fear in a world of fear, and I and I don't use this term lightly. Um, you know, when I when I catch up with friends, and right now, you know, half the country is in lockdown because of the you know, the COVID nineteen, and um, you know, when we watch the news, there's this you know, there's always this tone of fear that comes through, mm. and it always tempts us to stay within our 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 shells. You know, like we, 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 there's nothing we can do about this, and this this um, the Bible says that uh, there is no fear. And perfect love, hmm. right? And Jesus demonstrates here that when we get to a point of waking up in the morning mm-hmm. and thinking the first goal is for me to protect myself, mm-hmm. you know, we, we get to self-defense straight away. Mm-hmm. What a, what a it's, it's such a suffering place to be, you know, mm-hmm. um, to think that way. And um, the, the story I wanted to share, and I'll never forget this because my, my wife reminds me, mm. is uh, my wife is quite, uh, you've met my wife, Tabitha. She's, I have. Uh, she's um, not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yes, on. yeah. Sorry, David. Uh, I just, um, sorry to cut you short. I just sure. um, remember that I haven't given the code for today's offer. Oh, yes, yes, please, please yes. do it. So the code is Logos4, L-O-G-O-S, the number four, logos four, no space in between. Please send that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and we'll get the book Life Without Limits sent to you. Yes, sorry awesome. David about that. Please go on. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so um uh <laughs> this this week, actually in a couple of days will be the my, my wife and I will have our sixteenth anniversary. Mm-hmm. And um as she said the first time she, the first time that we kind of spoke uh, uh, we went to the same high school, mm-hmm. and she said she found me to be quite forthright. And sometimes she thought I was a bit rude with the questions that I asked because, mm-hmm. you know, she thought you didn't ask people that. That's you know, and, mm-hmm. but that's the way I am. You know, when I wanted to learn about people, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I kind of ask and not and not really, not really think that. Oh, okay, asking about where they grew up and that. I didn't think that was too, <laughs> you know, too um, too personal. But mm-hmm. uh, she just thought, man, this this guy can be quite, you know, full on. So you were <clears> and, inquisitive. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I still am. You know, like yeah. I, I still. You know, sometimes my wife gives me a bit of a nudge and goes, "Hey, you know, I, yeah, just, just please uh, stop. Just, well, yeah, <laughs> you're embarrassing me. me. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're embarrassing this person as well. She reckons, you know, but yeah. she's um quite the introvert and she can she can relate to how others are. So it's it's a, it's a big help. She actually gave gives me a lot of insight to mm-hmm. her world, right? So when I got to get to, when I was getting to know her, mm-hmm. um, when we were first meeting up, she told me these things. She says, "Oh, look, I don't, I like, you know." being around crowds and I get quite anxious about this uh, when I go here and, and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I kind of thought, man, it's sad that that's that way. You know, like I didn't, I, I, I didn't know this world, but I remember there's this place in Brisbane mm-hmm. and it's called, it's called, um, wet and wild. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an amusement park, and you know, it's a it's a it's a swimming pool. It's got these slides. It's got all these type of things that um, mm-hmm. you, know, you can have have fun with. It's a lot a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was this there was this um, slide, and so we only, we only knew each other for a few months by this time, right? And um, I asked her to come on the slide with me, and on this hydro slide, it's black. You can't see anything. Mm-hmm. See, so just slide with without being able to see where you're sliding, what's happening, right? And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, this is fun. <laughs> this is great. And I, and I think, oh, I've got to share this fun with soccer. You know, mm-hmm. so my wife, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she wasn't my wife at the time. We are just, we're just friends at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked her, yeah, come on the slide with us. You know, and she was reluctant. She's like, oh, no, no. And I, and I persisted being that person. <laughs> and she said, oh, okay. You know, I'll, I'll go with her. I'll go with him. Yeah. And uh, when we went on, on top of the side and going on the way down, um, I hear her screaming and I'm screaming and I think we're both screaming because we're having fun, mm. right? And years later, <clears throat> years later, she, she told me, uh, I think it was just after a, um, I think we just finished doing a camp for some young people. And she said to me, David, do you remember that time I went in wild, blah, 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 and, uh, and it took me a while and I went, oh, yeah, I remember. That was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. She said, that was not fun for me. <laughs> No. She said. She said the whole time we're on the line and we're walking up to to get ready to go to the entrance of the slide. She says, "I was shaking," you, and you didn't even notice. Hmm. And I and I didn't want to say anything. You know, hmm. like I, I was. I was like, "Man, you know, I want to do this for him because he he um, he thinks it's going to be fun." And and he's and she said the whole slide. She was just it was scary. You know, hmm. all the way down. And. Uh, she she said when we got to the bottom and we're walking back to our table where where our base where, where we set up base camp, she thought about it and realized if I keep hanging out with this guy, mm-hmm. my life is going to change. Mm. <laughs> and she was saying, I never expected to do camp with young people. Mm-hmm. I never expected to stand in front of people and share my testimony mm-hmm. and say how God's worked in my life. Mm-hmm. I never expected to, you know, move around and do all these things and go to different places. She goes, that, you know, I, I expected my life to, you know, I live by myself, have a bunch of cats, and you know, that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was that was my life for me. And she said, this is this is something that w- that just came left field. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when I think about this story, mm-hmm. I said to her, I said, you know, the, the the thing that you've said to me, that's what Jesus has done to my life. Everything you've said. Is because of Jesus. Hmm. You know, when Jesus said, choose me, mm-hmm. and things are going to change, hmm. you know, you don't have to You keep on playing this defensive play. You know, like I I try to live a life where I was trying to please others, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, I was caught up in that. And, uh, you know, that when I didn't, it kind of nearly ruined me. And when I chose Jesus and he said, just live to please me, mm-hmm. that changed the whole trajectory of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And to have my wife jump on board and, and then mention that to me and go, oh, man, this is the same thing. I'm thinking, wow, well, that, whatever you're experiencing is what I experienced with Jesus. Yeah. And, 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 and to anyone listening, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if Jesus is pressing on your heart, mm-hmm. you have no idea what he's got waiting for you if you don't take that leap. Mm-hmm. You know, scream, scream all the way down. Mm-hmm. But, man, Jesus is with you and he wants you. And when he, when he can step into unclean ground and say, you know, I own this, mm-hmm. then we're following somebody that owns it and we can do the same thing because we are following and and we are under the the rule of Jesus Christ and mm. under his grace. 
I understand. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I think it's to do with familiarity. Like, you, you feel like this is the life you're used to. This is what you know. This is what you understand. And Absolutely. sometimes you are scared of taking that um, initiative to try out something that you, you don't really... It's sort of like unfamiliar. It's it's uncertain because you don't know how it's going to feel like or how that life is going to be like. But if this familiarity that you're used to is not bringing you the peace you still mm-hmm. have those struggles you still have those mm-hmm. burdens then why not um give jesus a chance to make you a new creation mm-hmm. as we heard from the song by carly fetcher amen yeah right on right on the money yeah um so i just want to remind our listeners of today's the code to do today's offer that is logos for L O G O S four text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one no space in between L O G O S number four no space in between and we can get the book um Life Without Limits sent to you. Um so David, what is the takeaway message for today? Um you know, follow Jesus and you know don't be afraid to step out when Jesus asks you to because mm-hmm. wherever he goes. Yeah. He turns the unclean to clean, turns that world upside down, and he'll do the same thing in our lives. Amen. And um, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week, we're going to talk about the touch of faith, about a woman Mm -hmm. that uh, tried to secretly touch Jesus to get healing, and Mm -hmm. uh, it it wasn't a secret. Jesus made it public. (laughs) A very interesting story for sure. You don't want to miss that. Um, tomorrow we have Gary Webster with his series Lifetime Search, and Gary is going to talk about sin, sex, and the Phoenicians. Sin, sex, wow. and the Phoenicians. I would like to know what that is about. Yeah, sounds interesting. I <laughs> uh, thank you to our listeners for listening to us today. Uh, feel free to text in the code for today's offer to get the book Life Without Limits sent to you. I hope you enjoyed the last the rest of your day and we are going out mm. with this song oh love that will not let me go by indelible grace <laughs>